0: Welcome to 646. Um, this is the first recording I've done so far. Uh, popping the cherry, as it were. We got Matt Diamond in here today. Man, you have a pretty long CV, really. Like you got some, <laughs> uh-huh. you, you've done some shit, which is cool, man. I'm old, man. That's wow. old. <laughs> You're talented. That's what's up. Takes one to no know one, bro. Well, thank thank you. you.
1: Thanks for uh, inviting me. This is awesome, man. Yeah, man,
0: I'm super pumped. I've been, I've been hoping to talk to you for a while. Well, you you're a DJ uh, for a radio station. Mm-hmm. You host your own podcasts, plural, um, which is awesome. You host an open mic. You're a musician, and you're a bit of an actor too. <laughs> it's, it's strange
1: to hear you say all those things because well, I don't consider myself a couple of those things. But whoa. sure, I guess like on the resume, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah. Factually, um, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. I don't know, it's on the list, right? (laughs) Sure, yeah. Maybe we'll start from the beginning if that's cool. cool. Uh, Where were you born?
1: I'm an Oshawa boy. Are
0: you? Which oh, is okay. funny
1: because moving to uh, Peterborough, there seems to be a little bit of a rivalry there. But I never, oh, okay. I well, maybe it's just because there, it's uh, the jock mentality a little bit as far as the hockey teams go. And my father, sure. my father-in-law used to be uh, an Oshawa general, so it was kind of funny when we moved here. But
0: oh right, okay, like generals' Pete's... Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Okay. I don't
1: know. I've never been sporty that way, but um, but yeah, I'm born and raised in Oshawa, and it's funny because people kind of um, have. misconception about it there and i was always in the nicest parts of oshawa and um and i love that city through and through it shaped me who i am you know today for sure and a lot a lot of people uh, you know knock it and i'm the first one to always you know kind of bark up and and get on my soapbox about oshawa because it's great form wonderful relationships there um great schools there great people and um You know, kind of strange as far as the industry goes there because it was such a GM-run town for a long time. Right. But, yeah, I'm born and raised in the schwa, and I'm proud of it, man.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool, man. Yeah. For you, what kind of came first, I guess? Was it music that really hit first that made you want to be kind of, I guess, a public sort of... (laughs) You know, it's fu-
1: It's funny because I never knew that I wanted to do radio. Like, that I, right. I was never on the bucket list, mm. you know? I think what happened was I went, the first time that I went into uh, to college that I took a, and I'm sure we'll get there anyway, but I took sure. um, a production program, which was kind of like more of a web-based thing. This is back when okay. everybody wanted, uh, remember Flash? Yes. Everybody wanted a Flash page, so a lot right. of us were getting into animation and... But I, I originally wanted to get into a music production program because um, a friend of mine who was a few years older, um, he and I hit it off musically. Like, I would be in grade 10, and he would be, you know, maybe, maybe grade 9, and he was probably in grade 11 or 12. But he had a 4-track. He had a digital 4-track. Nice. Which was great. Still had the cassette in it, but it was a beautiful Yamaha unit. And I remember, well, all my other friends were out doing other, you know, things that didn't necessarily interest me, I would be over at his place in the garage doing four track recordings and things like that. So that was my introduction to it. I was never really practically trained as far as music goes or anything like that. But I, I, I always had more of a, more of the hands-on approach as to like, let's do something kind of unorthodox or try to figure out how music was recorded, even if I wasn't necessarily really good at, you know, playing per se, um, in high school, I loved art. I was always a visual artist. I loved music. In fact, in grade nine, I I played drums in uh, in like the, you know, the grade nine jazz band. Nice. Um, after that, I think it, it, it kind of went away for a while. Um, but I I didn't even play music until college, really. Like until really? I, yeah, until I went to London. I had never really been like I wasn't the guy in high school that was in bands. Right. Or anything like that. It was kind of like my roommate, who's the same dude that I was just telling you about. We, we moved to school together and it was just the thing, man. Like, we would just lock ourselves away with a case of beer and, like, let's just make, you know, I don't know that we ever got one song fully recorded, to be <laughs> honest, but that, you know, that side of it really appealed to me. And listening to a lot of music that some of it was kind of, I, I hate the term lo fi, but some of it was kind of sure, four track yeah. stuff and things like that and i after i graduated you know like i said we'll get to the other parts but after i graduated um, the first time i i knew that i didn't want to be blue collar guy right. and although i probably felt like i wasn't proficient enough to be a profess- a professional musician i was still cutting my teeth you know going out and playing open mics and things like that and i was sure. like I, I knew that I didn't want to work for a living, and and yeah. it's, it's funny, but you know what it's like when you do things that you like.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Absolutely. You, d- you don't
1: feel like you're doing it for a living, you yeah. know. So that's where, I I basically went back to school a second time, and I was just like, if I'm gonna be doing something professionally, it I don't want it to feel like work. For you know? sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's nothing
0: better, right? Than
1: yeah, it's waking amazing. up and being like,
0: "It's time to go to work." Totally, yeah, yeah. Like, that's or, the best.
1: or or just I remember having those. I used to think that back in the day, the long, I used to drive to to this little city called Gormley, Ontario, which was just outside of Stouffville. I was driving to and from there to work. I used to work at this little promotions firm there as a graphic designer. And the best part of my day was the drive to work, right? And it's because there was kind of a. An hour to clear my head, put in whatever CD, you know, I was a CD player back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and that was the best part of my day. And I remember just thinking, that shouldn't be the best part of your, you know, like, yeah. it, it's okay to not hate the drive. but For sure. You know, getting to work and then having to deal with clients and, and um, just wasn't my thing, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Huh. So you're visually artistic as well then, like? Yeah, but compared to some I I thought that I was and then you see people
1: that really are and <laughs>
0: well that's that's such a subjective It is, thing but I I'm, I'm saying right? though like
1: I mean in public school other kids used to come to me to get me to draw shit for them. Sure. But then I got to high school and then I like I saw some kids that I was like, "Oh." And then college too. There's some kids that are this this dude that I know, in fact, you would love his stuff cuz he does like better than like some of the marvel artists this guy rivals oh, really? them. yeah and he's oh, a, a comic oh. book artist this guy kevin briones and uh yeah so I, I i kind of like felt my place as far as that goes like i still really love visual art and i love to be sure. creative like that but you kind of know where if it's your calling or not i get that man yeah. I,
0: I enjoy drawing and visual art as well but like try to leave that to people that are yeah like really
1: proficient yeah you and know? you see the people even tattoo artists and stuff oh like my that Oh god! yeah you know i used to think that i wanted to be uh yeah i, I, I was a graphic designer for a little bit because it sure. was neat to be able to take um you know even images or things that you have in your mind and then try to translate them um into the box and then especially from you know client standpoint and then doing animations and things like that was really cool sure. but this keep in mind man i mean like this was back in you know, probably 99, 2000, when it oh, okay. was like, you know, when it was booming, right? Yeah, Everybody sure. was doing, you know, Flash and yeah, Macromedia yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And it was just, and, you know, even Illustrator and Photoshop was just like, was it. Yeah, yeah. Which is still cool to do things that are more... Uh, stuff that that we would be into as far as music stuff goes you know yeah yeah absolutely but, but yeah going to work to sit behind i mean which is ironic because i'm still in front of a computer all day but <laughs> it's kind of a it, different it is setting though yeah. yeah you know it was like me and my cousin that were working in this office before with our headphones on you know generally not speaking to each other until it was like time to go to mcdonald's you know <laughs> you know or or answering calls and then doing revisions and things like that but it was just like man it was you just, I'm not knocking it as far as office life First, goes, yeah, you sure. know? it just wasn't for me. It wasn't as, yeah, yeah. as ironic as it sounds, it wasn't creative enough for me. Yeah.
0: yeah. So taking that like music thing, just to backtrack for you, what is the earliest like musical memory you've got? Like a record you used to listen to as a kid oh, or man. stuff that your parents used to put on for you when yeah, you were like really my, young.
1: I love telling this story because my dad was always uh, a
0: record guy. Nice. Like vinyl. Vinyl. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And would always I remember he uh, over at ha- uh, Halloween time I remember he had the strobe light <laughs> like and you wonder why my you know my life is just colored with <laughs> you know Christmas lights and stuff but yeah that that was around the house all the time in fact I like I just remember at Halloween the strobe light going my dad would put on thriller like nice. Michael Jackson but we'd listen to the whole record but sure. I just remember the the entire you know, experience in the intro and how, like, it scared, it scared you to the core, but it was a good, good oh, thing, you know? Yeah, I
0: mean, Vincent Price on there and yeah. everything. Yeah. And
1: then, you know, from things like that, but I remember Breakfast in America, Super Tramp, and nice. Dark Dark Side of the Moon was, you know, like front to back, Dark Side of the Moon. And, Absolutely. And it was kind of like we weren't allowed to talk. Yeah. So it was like, sit down and, <laughs> sit down and, listen. and shut up yeah. and close your eyes and, like, here we go. And that right. was, you know, this kind of shaped who I am today because I'm I still, in fact, that super moon that was out last night. I was out in the backyard at four four a.m. with Dark Side of the Moon on my <laughs> headphones. That is so and I listened awesome. to front to back, looking at that super moon. You know, I was <sighs> just like my dad would think this is so cool. I almost texted him at four in the morning like to wake him up, say go uh, outside. But but um yeah, I mean it was always on in the house. Um, and even my mom. I mean, even though my parents split, my mom was always like whenever we were in the car. It was always like Huey Lewis in the news, nice. which which we got to go see like front and center at Exhibition Stadium during the Small World tour, which was just after sports. And it was like, I remember it was always such a big deal to my parents, right? And and to see the way like it, it, it makes an adult feel, you know, yeah. when you're a kid and you're like, if it's good with my parents and it's all right, it must be good, right? You know, it, that feeling is a real, yeah, you know, it's a real yeah. thing, so. Music was always on in the house. Yeah, always. But it was it was going to concerts, playing records, and even to this day, like whenever I go over to uh, to to my dad's place, yeah, it's like we go downstairs to turn the shit up while the ladies are upstairs doing their thing. You know, and half the time, my wife will come downstairs like, "What's going on down here?" But (laughs) he's got either the next Blu-ray or. You know, it's just the quads surround sound, nerdy. Nice. Yeah, that was fantastic. always always in the hips, always.
0: I love it, man. Yeah, That's man. so cool. Yeah. So, with that, then, when did you get your first guitar? Because, oh, well, you said you played drums. Did you do drums first? No, you were... know, I
1: wanted to, I always wanted to play guitar. Like, that was that was it. My mom's dad, so my grandpa, my grandpa, Perrin, rest his soul, gave me his very, gave me my very first guitar which was an acoustic guitar. I remember the action was really really high yeah. off like and and other people would play it and be like what's wrong with this guitar but I didn't know any different. Sure. You know cuz I was still in public school and I had no idea how to play it. Mm. And you know keep in mind this was there's no YouTube. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. Yeah. You know
1: and I was I was never one to sit down and I took guitar lessons I think for a couple months right. from this guy Mike at Walter's Music in the Oshawa center way back in the day. Shout out to Mike this big long haired you know this is in the 80s so he had like he looked like he was right out of like a Cinderella video you know it's just oh, like that's awesome <laughs> but this dude could play anything you could you could tell him to play you know what song do you want to learn you could just tell him and then he would just play like in the still of the night White Snake, or no, you know yes. crazy shit like that yeah yeah and um, and he looked like he was in the band too so that didn't hurt but but I, I wasn't really down with the whole lesson thing I was sure. almost like way better even to this day at listening and then trying to pick pick up something
2: right yeah
1: yeah and i even uh tried my hand at piano which is arguably the my favorite instrument i love the piano i'm not i mean i can mess around with it a little bit but i did take some piano lessons from linda giddings in oshawa my sister did the same thing and then i tried but i just had this i don't know what it is but as far as like the conformity of like sitting down and like did you do your homework we're gonna do this kind of stuff and it didn't really appeal to me but my first guitar was from my grandpa and then it went from there to um my mom's uh ex-husband like my stepdad at the time probably a couple years after that guitar went to shit the acoustic guitar right and uh i'm i'm so embarrassed to say that he bought me this beautiful cherry red epiphone casino this hollow body
0: oh cool. with the raised
1: pick guard on it and it was just and and this wicked little trainer amp and i had no idea what i was doing with it and the guitar just ended up in a pawn shop at one point because high school came around sure and it was like skateboarding and smoking pot and you know (laughs) just like music wasn't what it is to me now what it was you know sure it was it wasn't that back then right but the first couple of guitars that i had like yeah man they were they were beautiful and then in, in public school When you get to be like in grade 7 and 8, that's when like band actually starts to like, you know, band becomes a real thing. And then uh, we could play bass in band. So I picked up bass guitar. Very nice. Started learning um, on a white Samick bass. I remember my dad was so excited because he bought me. We would always rent amps. Like you'd go to Long McQuaid and rent a big old Base amp. Yeah, but,
0: yeah, like those big blue uh, Yorkville's. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know, the
1: big fuzzy, big. Yeah, that's thing. right. But I remember, old Blue. Yeah. But I remember <laughs> my dad was so excited because he found, like, he was always finding deals. He's still that, that guy. But he mm. found this big old amp, and I remember it was, it was called like a bass bug. Okay. And but he surprised and brought it to me at school in front of the class. You know? Oh, that's it! It was like we don't have to rent something for the sh- you know for for your concert this afternoon. You know, here you go. Here's this. You know, I was just like the king of the county. It was the best. You that's know? awesome. So it was always encouraged, and you know, instruments were in the house, and and they were always brought into the you know into the forefront for sure. That's super cool. Because my parents loved it and they still do.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's awesome. So your parents obviously then were like super supportive of anything creative that you were interested in.
1: Yeah, there was never a moment where they were like, You gotta get your you know get a haircut and get a real job. Yeah, there was never any of that. It was always encouraged, Uh, you know. My dad plays, you know, bass and he plays piano. My dad can sit down and play like there's nothing that he loves more than like putting on a record and then playing to it. Yeah. You know, Um. he loves doing that and yeah, it was just always encouraged. It was always encouraged, but I was like, I remember, <laughs> I remember thinking back in the day that this was something that I wanted to do, and and I would play my guitar in front of like my parents. Like I remember being in, in grade one and two playing tennis racket guitars. My dad would right. help make them. You know, this is the true story: is that my first guitar was made out of a tennis racket. That had a cardboard cut. My dad would make these fake guitars for us. That's awesome. You know, and then like put little zippy ties on the cardboard cutout and then we would have to draw them and then it was like lip sync stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. All the time. So it they were very much like, go, go, go do it. You know, like have That's fun so and be cool. creative and artistic always.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. Did you have a lot of like creative friends growing up too like when you were younger or did did you meet those cats like a little bit later yeah it's you know
1: it's funny because my closest childhood friend in fact i have two that really stick out but this guy rob jones who's now a doctor and shit and like Mm -hmm. i remember he picked up the guitar because he saw me because i had that the one that my grandpa got me and then afterwards after i got the but like dude he picked up the guitar like overnight (laughs) And was the greatest guitar player that I had, like was doing scales and he could hammer and, and tap and do just crazy. But right. to him, it was so effortless, you know, right, right. Whereas to me, I was still trying to like, why, why can't my fingers do that thing? You know, these to the bar chord. chords hurt. Yeah. Like it was, <laughs> but to him, it was so effortless. And I remember we would always have like tapes, right? You'd go be bought tapes or you hey. were part of Columbia House and you would get yes. these tapes you know not only when we were in public school we were listening to heavy metal cuz his sister like so called heavy metal which was right. like really glam rock you know poison and stuff like sure. that but like he would have tapes like Alice in Chains and like real oh, yeah. real good grunge alter, you know alternative rock when we were in grade 7 and 8
0: that's awesome you know
1: or whatever so we were listening to that whole 90s movement like kind of happen on cassette tape and he could play all of them so
0: that's sick
1: so there was a group of us we didn't care what other guys that were our age were doing, which a lot of the, uh, we were all skateboarders. So everybody sure. used a skateboard. But there was a couple of us that were like, no, we were, we love this music thing. That's and, super cool. And creativity, you know, creativity was still encouraged, but there was still a group of people that were off doing their own thing where I knew for a fact that like, no, this music thing is it for me. But yeah. I just didn't know how to articulate it until many years later.
0: So I guess when you got to when you got to college and you first started like cutting your teeth like you were saying at open mics and stuff, what was like the first kind of go to for that? Because it sounds like just from what we just left that sub pop was like that label yes. of stuff was like really big. I guess as a kid, did yeah. that translate later or did you?
1: Well, the the thing is, is that the same dude that I told you about, like when we were in London doing four track recordings, right. introduced me to music that was. Like, again, I can't reiterate this. Like, the internet was just kind of getting going. Like, I remember that was a big deal to be able to burn mix CDs. Oh,
0: my God. Like,
1: Napster and stuff like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. My first year of college was... Must have been 98. And, yeah, like, I think I was 18 or whatever, like, the first year that I got to London. But here's the thing is that my older friend, he had an older brother... And he listened to the best, he listened to the best music, the music that I listen to now. And he introduced me to a lot of stuff that even, you know, even some of my friends don't know this music. But it was like, back in the day, you weren't hearing these bands on Either the radio or there was no podcast, there was no iTunes, you know, any of this, you know, the the subscription services, right? But he was like, dude, you got to check out bands like, you know, Guided by Voices, who are my favorite, you know, my favorite rock band, and then Archers of Loaf and Pavement and these other kind of like, you know, indie rock bands, right? You know, they were indie rock. That was it back in the day. It was on these independent labels that weren't getting the same push that the major label artists were getting. But to me, I was hearing. I was hearing this music and I was like, This is this is the best music I've ever heard in my life. You know, it was like gritty, raw, real shit. But it was like, why haven't I heard of this before? Until I later found out why, of course. But sure. Um, but that first year I was introduced to not only that, but then Elliot Smith. And Elliot Smith right. is my favorite singer songwriter of all time. And I was really trying to emulate, you know, even because he he wasn't loud. Like, I mean, he used to be in a band back in the day called Heat Miser that was really loud. But he was this delicate kind of just a guy in his acoustic guitar and but the songs were and even to this day were the the songs that resonated and was like the soundtrack to my life yeah so i think that once i started to see that there was like open mic or whatever and i had like kind of uh, you know i made these a couple of these little songs that are really super simple and i can remember the lyrics and the melody to them you know to see if i can play them in front of people I think the first time I ever did it was at a bar in Oshawa called the Hare and the Hound, and then, which my buddies now own, um, they've totally flipped flipped the business around and it's doing really well. But cool. Um, but I, when I went to Humber College a few years later, I mm-hmm. remember playing like at an open mic in the at the bar on campus or whatever, and I
0: was so right. nervous. <laughs> you know?
1: And this girl that I really liked was in the audience. Oh, ah, so, of course. Yeah, and I was just so terrified, but it was such a good feeling to right. even if you fucked it up, it was like it was still such a good feeling.
0: Nothing better than that rush, eh? Yeah, and that's such a drug.
1: And the people that I started to see that were around me once it was like um, in the years where the open mic thing started for me, watching those guys do what they do and like some of them were so much older or they had already been in bands for years whereas right. I'm just starting to get yeah, yeah. you know get my feet wet with it and that was the neatest thing to really watch it felt like a, a re- it was a revolution for me anyway because it was watching something happen for the very first time with a, a group of people that were coming together creating a movement you know it's was like yeah and I was so honored to be a part of that like that's you know for me the open mic thing it's great because it's still with me now yeah Uh,
0: i was was gonna say like that really feels like something you've carried with like that creating a movement sort of thing that feels like something that you've really brought with you yeah and uh, it's been it's
1: been a, a torch passed down as well like sure there's roots of it um where i'm from and my friend glenn bensley who passed away probably i think he's going back five years now um, but he was like the guy in Oshawa. He ran the open mic. Right. He'd he ran the open mic at the Hair and the Hound, at the Velvet Elvis, um, all the, the formative places that I first cut my teeth being on stage at and uh, watching him do his thing. And then it was like, th- then it went from him to my friend, you know, poor Pelly and my friend Aaron Blasco and those guys. And then it was just like it was somewhere down the line, the torch kind of got passed to me and we were doing them in Oshawa. And then uh, even being here in Peterborough, you know, I've run three separate ones here. And I'd like to think I'll always do one just because it's great to feel that the extension of, of your heritage almost, you know, of, of yeah. the way it started and to still do it now.
0: It's really cool because you bring such an awesome energy to it. You really do. Like, it's Thanks, it's funny. Like, I've, I've done a lot of open mics and that's where you and I met. Yeah, I it like. is. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's Yeah. yeah, that, was, yeah that Yeah. The, yeah.
1: The first one that I ever did.
0: Yeah. Which was uh it was almost kind of a, like, I, I knew that there was an open mic at Gabby's, and it was kind of a flute, because i just finished a, a practice for that Dave Matthews cover band.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: And I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's like a two-minute walk from where we were rehearsing at uh, Renegade's Apparel. Right. Or, is it Renegade's Apparel or just Renegade? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're anyway, talking the, about. The, the, anyway, yeah. the silkscreen print yeah. shop. Um, really cool joint, actually. Uh, I love that place. Anyway, and I was like, oh, go take a look. And, and you were there, and you were gracious enough to loan a stranger your acoustic guitar who could have been any asshole. That's the way to have do it. broken like. your strings and yeah. fucked it all up, and you were so nice to me, which was super cool. And I, I actually recognized you from um, the Wire Awards, and you gave that really yeah, cool speech right. at the Wire Awards uh, about wanting to make radio not so much the... What it's, I guess, kind of what it had become like the enemy of the indie or what people oh, yeah. perceived it to be, oh, anyway. Yeah, for sure, and I was like, Man, that is so cool! And I was like, I want to talk to that dude, but I'm like, It was weird, I felt nervous about it. So, that's but- so
1: funny because I went to that thing alone, like Michael Bell, who was one of my very first introductions to anybody within the media, um, who runs The Wire, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. Great guy, super talented guy as well. I, I wish that he and I were, were closer, but I, I remember that they reached out to the radio station to ask if anyone would present an award. And then when I did that, and I remember there was kind of like these, I remember showing up alone for one. So I was like, <laughs> and it was, like, I was like maybe a couple months new to Peterborough. Wow. You know, and like showing up alone, but still like there was kind of these rumblings like about like the radio, how the radio industry is, you know, what are like. Not the enemy, but it is you know, changed you're...
0: from what it had been. Sure. And yeah. it still
1: is. It's still evolving. It's still yeah. it still might be going a completely different direction. But I just remember going up and I just remember having like this thing in the back of my mind. Not like this punk rock, like fuck you, but I was more like, I don't know these people and I'm still going to be absolutely true to myself because I'm uh. new. To this environment, and I'm going to let people, you know, know that I'm not the bad guy, you know, yeah. Because coming from a corporate rock radio station, then here you are with all these independent musicians and like-minded creative people. Sure. But it's funny that you remember that because I, yeah, I never would have known that anybody in, that I knew was even there,
0: you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it left an impression, and then in months after that, maybe not even months, uh, you had started doing. Um, Oh, I can't remember the name of the segment, but you would play vinyl on the air. Yeah, I still What was do. that called? What, what's that? I'm so sorry. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. No, I'm, a, I'm at work when you're... Yeah. On the on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah the vinyl version. That's, but, yeah. But I
1: actually, we did that in Oshawa too. So I had a. Ah, so that's I, like one of your design. Yeah. When I got here, I kind of like, I told my, my PD here that I did that. I, I had a better name for it in Oshawa. It was called the Needle Exchange Program
0: oh, in man. Oshawa. That's so good. But
1: my boss is kind of like, in Peterborough, there's, a, there's quite a few clinics and, yeah, you know, that, yeah, and that's it's not true. a knock on anybody. But it, like I didn't want to be the guy that comes in and like has this, some tongue in cheek you know <laughs> you know, and i didn't want it to be like a dig on anybody but no, it's such of course a, not. But it's that's a way such better it's a way better such... name oh, right god damn yeah that's
0: such a good name it's it's uh yeah it's <laughs> it, you know i can i i can kind of see in a way how some people might not take the joke too well but it was it was still I love that
1: it was still translated from what i had started there and then brought it here um and we still do it it's still not perfect i mean not even physically physically like the physicality of it I still have record skip on the air sometime ah, which is
0: but that's so awesome. It, because it it's is real.
1: yeah and some people that were I've had other people that have ca- tried to call me you're not playing fine and I'm like, dude like I've had record skip on the air. trust mm. me it's really happening. but I wish that I could play anything I want as far as it goes. I still have guidelines that I've gotta that I have to follow um but it, it is what it is
0: yeah oh yeah. sure but i mean I, I i don't know i still think that that's super cool that you you are honestly one of the uh, i'm using that word hmm. maybe too much in a row here but you are one of the most honest people i've met in a very long time and thank i think you. that's super cool because thank you um like right off the hop there's like there's no pretense there's no bullshit it's just you know what you see is what you get and if you like it awesome and if not Sorry. It's a, tough lesson. it's a tough
1: lesson to learn um, yeah. as far as that goes. But I mean, the way that I am now is uh, it's very humbling because when I'm working with so many talented people around me all of the time, like the ego thing does not bode well with me, which yeah. is funny because people have a misconception about like media people or sure. whatever. But I, you know, I am not that guy. I was never. You know, like, I'm going to be a super radio star or anything like that. Like that is simply means nothing to me and being in an environment where I'm around so many people that, you know, keep you humble and that I'm in awe of, you know, and I mean, we can do this back scratching thing all day, (laughs) but you know, like I'm telling you, man, like you, your band, our friends watching what is capable, like sometimes I can't believe that I know these people.
0: It's a pretty wild community. We may not be a big town, but the talent pool here is deep, man. It's crazy. It's so deep and it's super cool that like 98% of that talent pool is super chill cats too. Not yeah. only are they wicked good at yeah. what they do, but they're just they're so chill. They're so cool. And it
1: seems like they're <laughs> Not only is there so many, but they all, you know, like I speak about like them, like they're like fucking dogs running on the street. But <laughs> a bunch of strays. but but they all know each other, you know. And it's so funny because some of the people that I'll meet, and then you make the connection and I'm hearing the stories, like a guy like Dave McQuarrie who does sound or the Red Dog, like Man. that guy knows everybody. Not only that, but like ten thousand songs. You oh know, God, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm, and you know, I'm surrounded by people. Pardon me, that are just, I am learning. They're teaching me stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't have it figured out. I'm a sponge. And in this community itself, I am on a daily basis, continuously astounded by the creative energy, the people, the spirit, you know, the, it's just so easy for me to be honest or any of those things that you said, because it's a real thing. You know, it's like, I am so honored to be a part of any of this stuff
0: hopefully this doesn't sound like jaded, but it's refreshing because. Well, cause you're, you're here though. You, yeah, and you've oh, been here and you've done it. I for have, a but long I've, time. I've, yeah. And I've, I've been, you know, and I left for a long time too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I spent some time in places elsewhere and, you know, I don't want to necessarily get into that right now, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I've met some people that are not so on front street. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that can be disillusioning. And so like to meet real genuine cool people is really uh, again refreshing yeah. and just sweet and reassuring. You you're an inspirational kind of dude, man. Wow, like thank you do you. you do some really cool shit. I mean, like you haven't been here that long, really.
1: No, yeah, it hasn't even been 3 years.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you're rocking it. You did like you starred in the Buddy Holly story, which was, yeah, that was super cool and that was I scary. <laughs> that's crazy i yeah. i so wish i could have been a part and i i know i almost was yeah, yeah but you I, were almost
1: there yeah I, I almost got you roped into uh, that and, thing.
0: I'm, and i i feel kind of of two minds about missing out on it because i needed the shows that i was playing absolutely
1: dude everything happens for but, a reason oh of course you know like
0: but i just ah i would have i would have loved to have been a part of that with you um
1: yeah that was a really that came out of nowhere literally it was a uh, letter that I was on my desk when I got to work and you call this guy and one thing led to another and I auditioned and then like, you know, a few months later there I was doing it and I'd never done I had done one theater production many, many, many years ago, it was a, which I might have had three three lines in the entire. Um, play or whatever And it certainly wasn't a, a singing part Or anything like that
0: So this is like That was your first real
1: Oh that was my first time Ever doing anything like that
0: That's so cool man And that
1: that was the thing that well, I remember telling my wife Like Should I audition She was like You know We're the firm believers That things happen for a reason The universe brings you things Yeah yeah For a reason So Well you gotta do it Like you gotta go And at least go feel it out and See right. what's going on And when you have a family At home as well it's kind of tough to be away from them because it was a really it, yeah, it's a kind of a, you know, a, a deep process. So it's a lot of dedication, but musicals are very time
0: consuming. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny
1: to see that community too. There's so much of that mm-hmm. here, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I I will stick to my guns with this that I I love that I did it. I don't think I would do it again unless <laughs> unless it was like a really something really connected to me because right. the Buddy Holly thing was one thing. I wasn't really familiar with his story until I got the role, and then okay. I and then I it was all I digested for six months. Sure, I read everything on him. I listened to everything, and um, I was always an Elvis fan, and right. Elvis and Buddy Holly were, you know. Um, contemporaries yeah, you know they yeah, yeah. you know they toured together they um you know where elvis was like the sex symbol buddy was i felt resonated more with me you know what i mean i'm like sure. the, I'm, the, I'm the nerd and i love that and yeah. uh but the theater itself like the the cast was amazing and i'm not going to knock anyone because the director has become one of my closest friends he and i sure are wonderful but it was there was something about the there was a bit of a competitive kind of egotistical thing that happens behind the scenes um and again you know i'll I'll probably leave here today like worrying about how this is perceived but it was it just the spirit of all of it you know when it came down to some of the nuances behind the scenes and stuff like that sure kind of left me a little disillusioned um sure yeah it was like I don't know if I would do that again. I loved everybody that I met and everybody that I got to have that connection with um, through the Peterborough Theater Guild. But there was like, it's a bit of an old boys club. Sure. In one regard. Yeah, yeah. And um, not even necessarily like boys or or gender, but it was like, there are some people that are behind the scenes when it comes to some of those things that weren't um, very welcoming to somebody who's never done it before.
0: Sure. So it's like kind
1: of cliquey. Very much so, but almost like, you know, if you made a mistake, like I was kind of, I had to remind people all the time, like, you know, I've never done this before, right? Right. So I don't know the technical term that you're talking about, or I don't know what is, um, you know, for lack of a better term, what's kosher and what isn't as far as, you sure. know, just the way that things work out. But that being said, I mean, how else are you going to learn, you yeah. know, because you're thrown right in, into the fire. But overall, I don't have, uh, it was a wonderful experience. That's awesome. It was wonderful, man, and to see my mom came to like five of the eight shows. Oh man, that's sick! Cried her eyes out every every night, and uh, you know my friends that are big Buddy Holly fans that were like front and center, and I got to make the connection with them on stage. You know, I got yeah. to lock eyes with some of my friends while I was up there doing oh, it. Man. And it's different That's... when you're older. Cause you're not a kid and you are not, you're not feeling like, Oh, what are they going to think of me? You're just like, I can't wait to go out there and, and, and do this. Yeah.
0: Thing. Show everybody what you've been working on. Yeah. so Hard for, yeah. So long yeah. Like for the project, it. let alone yeah.
1: like my wife. And it was, it was really special. That's awesome. Man. Yeah.
0: I guess just to kind of keep rolling with the style of jumping all over the friggin' map. That's the Way to do it. That's the way a real conversation. Yeah, right. Why not? Why Absolutely. not? I mean, like I made all kinds of notes and shit because I was all nervous. But, oh man, uh... <laughs> What's
1: to be nervous about? Uh, we're, nothing. We're just... I
0: just I've never done it before, you know. You're but I'm I'm it. I'm, I'm, glad... I'm doing all the
1: fucking talking over oh, here. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I feel like I know. I'm talking too much. No, that's
0: that's that's why I brought you on, man. Oh, I don't. Awesome. I I already know what I do. You know, and yeah. like I mean, I know what you're doing. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but but this is a
1: great idea, and I and I love the fact that this is a meeting of the minds between you and I, anyhow. Yeah. You know, man. to be able to do something like this, and like I'm really, really honored to be your first guest because oh,
0: it's wonderful, man. Man, this is yeah. I'm I'm having a blast. You know, we're yeah. having a drink, just chilling having a out. Sunday afternoon beer great, and talking uh, talking about uh, real life stuff, man. Yeah, man. It's super cool. Okay, so. I I should have asked this a long time ago uh, when we were already on the subject, but Mm -hmm. the open mic thing, that was like, was that at Fanshawe was your first college?
1: The first college was at Fanshawe in London.
0: Okay. Yeah. In London. Right. So was that your very first gig like ever? No, because
1: I don't think I even played then.
0: Oh. So I don't
1: think I ever played at that open mic. The other one that I ever played was at Humber College, which was the second Uh time when I went back for broadcasting when I was like 22. So there was like a two year gap after I left London. Yeah, I left London and then worked in my field for a year, and then right. uh, my girlfriend and I broke up. And I went, did the soul searching thing. I'm you gonna, sure? I'm gonna go out west for a few months, which I think was oh, like a month.
0: Where out west?
1: Um, I had a friend that lived in Victoria, so I went. Um, my my other friend and I, who were kind of in the same boat, we packed up our car with like 300 bucks cash, essentially, and like drove from Oshawa to Victoria.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah,
1: it was awesome, and then um, stayed there and basically uh you know did the walking around in downtown victoria going to check out the mountains and like going to to you know you know saanich and then i up yeah, on, yeah. on a ferry and went i had other friends that were in powell river bc you know bc which is this tiny little island town that was uh i think so anyway of my memory is correct i had to take a ferry to get there no matter what but i did that right. for i did um, that and i went to vancouver and i did i kind of ran out of money and uh but while i was traveling while we were driving and, and shit i'd be listening to the radio right and i was like this is going to sound really bad i was like these guys are awful like some of the stuff <laughs> i was listening to right. you know the guys that are you know rock radio or whatever you know and i was like what is happening what right. and i was like i could do that yeah. And, and that's kind of where that happened, but I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. But, no, no, this but is great. Far, but as far as that goes, like I left, um, before I got to Humber College, I had left and I, went and I went and did that thing. And I was still, you know, trying to play guitar a little bit. I remember when I got back uh, home, I had an opportunity to get into school for radio. Right. And I got accepted to the program. My dad was like, if you're going to do this, because it was a one-year program, but he was like, if you're going to do this thing, I'll pay for it, but you got to job out man like this is another yeah. stab at it he, he paid for college for me twice oh wow yeah but and, and was That's just awesome. like dude i'll I'll you know i'll put you through this but just do something with it make sure this is what you want to do Right. and while i was there i was um you know while i was at humber i was living in the in this house with this jamaican family because it was the cheapest way to to yeah. have uh, rent totally. but their kids were just running around the house all the time and i couldn't it's funny too because obviously in a radio program you have to do some recording yeah and, uh, and it was impossible to do it there because <laughs> the kids were always running into my room and shit it was crazy oh wow well, so you like you, you didn't even i had have, like, like a, a an room Anx- dude i had like a room like this in somebody's house that's fantastic yeah like it was it was <laughs> bizarre and but i had my guitar there and so i started playing in my guitar my my in my room there or, or the kids were too loud so i would like F this, I'm going to the school because you can right. you could walk around campus 24 seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could go into the great big atrium or the you know the cafeteria, which was just wonderful because it was this great big facility and nobody's there. Right. You know, or you'd be in the studio at, at school like doing your thing for with your program. You know, but then I would bring my guitar and I would just sit and just kind of play. And then I found out that there was like an open mic, and then it was like, okay, to, to my couple of my classmates or whatever, I was like, I, I think I'm going to try to go out and play a couple of these songs. So that's sick. That was like my first gig, was probably playing, well, there was like a table of my friends there, and everyone else was just eating chicken wings and doing their thing. Sure, you know? like,
0: sure, sure. You know. But that's, that's fantastic. So, okay, so starting to work on the, we're working maybe more diligently on the guitar chops at that yeah. point could you always sing then like was that something that you just are you one of those lucky assholes that was just born? listen to you man listen to you dude you have no idea how horrible i was for such a long time i still time, don't know that vocally. like listen no it's legit i've got recordings when they, we'll turn this when we're done I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll show you some garbage that i like i sang.
1: listen i always tried to do you know to do my best anyway but i i still don't know like I always had an ability to be able to, um, like, to, how else can I say it? Like, to sing in in key, right. basically. Like, yeah, I yeah, could yeah. sing because it was around the house. But, like, I can't, I don't know how to say it. And I'm not looking like, yo, oh, sure you can. Like, I don't know that I can sing. All I know is that I know how not to sound awful. Like, right. is that does that make sense? Like, it, I it know. It
0: does. It does make sense. But I don't, and I don't mean to interrupt you, mm, but... Mm. When when I was... And I desperately wanted to be a singer when I was younger. Right, right, right. And, man, I was not. <laughs> I just was not. Which is crazy,
1: because now I hear you sing, and it's like it's like you've been... It's funny to hear the voice that comes out of you, because it is this old world, you know, old... Like, it, it's, it's funny, because I'd close my eyes, and I'd open my eyes and be like, holy shit, like, mm. to hear a guy like you sing. Because you have this beautiful gravelly, you know, thing happening, this raspy, Thanks, you know. Man. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but like all of my friends, like we were talking about, I can't put myself anywhere near them because it's like I have all of you so far up here, yeah, you know. So when you ask questions like that, it's like, I don't know that I that I can do that even now. But I think recording music was also another thing because you could manipulate it a little bit okay you know sure. or you could you know learn mic technique and it's funny because sure, people sure, sure. Will still say man i heard you on the radio i can't believe that's you or whatever but it's like man when you know how to work a mic yeah you don't have to be a technically great singer or speaker or anything sure you just have to know exactly what you're doing
0: <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah put, put know, a little so sex on that i like right, it right. <laughs> right.
1: but yeah i mean i it's just um i always sang around the house love to do sure. you know i love to do that kind of stuff but i no, I never knew that I could, nor do I now. So uh,
0: I, I think you can, man. I listened to that, uh, Champions of Heartache. Champion Heartache. Yeah, Champion yeah. Heartache. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, I listened to that a, a couple of times. That's a
1: better name, actually. The Champions of Heartache would have been way cooler, actually. Oh, Champion that, Heartache was a, ho- a ho- racehorse name. Was that's, it? Yeah. That's, that's I cool,
0: man. Yeah. Sort of like Man of War, just exactly. not like exactly, just yeah. not Man of War, exactly, because are a mm-hmm. very different kind of Maybe band a little different vibe yeah just a bit little little more he-man ask yes yeah very much, so. <laughs> very much so. but no, it's funny because like that record took me by surprise because at first i was like oh shit it's a like a country record yeah was kind of how it started yeah. and it didn't end that way
1: yeah it was all over the place right? yeah like mm-hmm. there
0: was like a lot like there was some stuff in there that honestly like quite honestly reminded me of Smashing Pumpkins and, wow, cool. and there was um wow. definitely some REM in there I wow, heard for man. sure cool. um it's uh or at least this is what it sounded like to me like but the, that's why music is so wonderful because I would never have thought that at right? all and that's and amazing <laughs> so but you're you're clearly an REM fan right no really
1: i mean yeah how could you not love michael well, sh- stipe but, sure but i mean like peter buck but i mean no like i don't i don't listen to that band i've never i really? i think i own document on vinyl because it was i inherited it sure no yeah no not okay at
0: all. Cool. oh man okay so I'm and just that's what i shit love yeah that's then. what i
1: love that's the best ever because like what was... just happened
0: right now that is amazing because uh, like uh, like just uh, not to detract to too much but like some of the stuff that i thought i heard as influences were like neil young i thought i heard in there yeah i f-
1: hilarious i thought i heard
0: rem i thought i heard um like a little bit of smashing pumpkins and um uh, I th- like th- like there were a couple others and now i'm drawing a blank because i haven't listened to it in, yeah, in a couple fine. weeks yeah. but um but uh i was listening to it and i'm like oh i'm like oh well they clearly Are fans of of these bands? That's hilarious. And then ah, that's so cool to find out that I'm like way off base. Yeah, (laughs) and and the
1: first time that I ever did any recording at all was, like, I was writing the songs while we were recording them, and I didn't have a band. The Champion Heartache was just me, and then that's all you. Well, the first record I'm trying, like, which one are you? Did I give you the gray one? The gray one. Okay, so that's the second one we did. The one before that was not just like it wasn't all me. I kind of assembled the cast of characters that would turn into the band as we were recording it. Right. But my dear friend Craig Toutant, who still drums with me now, um whenever we you know, once a year when I play, but um he came in to play the songs, he drummed the songs, and then my dear friend Brendan Lawless came in, you know, as we were doing it, became a part of the band, laid down some lead guitar. Um, my friend Jonas Bonetta, um, who was actually, he lives here. Well, he lives just outside of Peterborough now, but he's become like an international success with his project called Evening Hymns. Cool. He, he made an appearance on the record, but it was like, at first it was like, I'm just going to record some songs with my buddy, Billy Blasco, who, who produced both of the records. Um, and then they snowballed into bands afterwards. So I'd never written a song before that.
0: Really? That and was your first writing ever? Yeah,
1: like never recorded, Jesus never Christ, like, man. I mean, like I know that I, I said before that we had done these four track things, but like, sure, but- I never sat down with a pen and a guitar and was like, I'm going to try to formulate some songs, but like right. so many of my friends were making records and I was like, want in on I want to, I want to learn production. I want to record man. some music. And those sessions would begin at midnight and go until like eight in the morning every week. Whoa. That's, yeah, it was the best. It was the best way to do it. That's honestly.
0: super cool, man. Yeah. yeah. That was really cool. That surprises me. <laughs> Good. Yeah. No. Good. Like that's really cool. Yeah. So almost a completely off-topic question. You're like you're married. I am. And and you got you got one kid now you got another
1: i have a beautiful wife carly and i have a beautiful son slash terrorist named benjamin (laughs)
2: uh,
1: who's two and a half and uh and and like the that phone could ring right now to say that my wife is going to go into labor we have another one on the way right now
0: so like it's that close
1: it's i mean it's gonna i think it'll be three weeks from now but anything's possible and last night Well, I, well, she, my wife fell asleep on the couch and I always keep my hand on her belly. The things that I was feeling, man, like this, we're having a little girl and she is, there is a, it's so crazy. Do you know how crazy (laughs) it is to think that there is like, especially now that I have a son and I see how he is, but to think that he was like, dude, you were inside your mom's belly. That's weird, right? Isn't that fucking crazy? And to feel that baby in my wife's belly last night, like, you, you like you, you can picture a hand going through a balloon almost. Is right. like, like there's a little human in there, and it's not like now it's it's almost go time. It's right. the realest thing ever, and it's
0: the most beautiful thing
1: ever, that's, man. That's it's, super cool. Yeah,
0: that's super cool. Yeah. So the the question that I was gonna. That I was alluding to, and I'm mm-hmm. that's awesome, man. I'm yeah, really stoked thank you. for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually did get to meet Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, at the store. Yeah. That's that right, dude man. is adorable. Man. Yeah. He's a
1: he's a maniac. He's the best. He yeah, had that little Elmo doll. That was so yeah. great. Yeah. Elmo, and then hopping on a drum kit. Yeah, like, that's. We, right. we bought him a drum kit last Christmas. Did you? Yeah. That's killer. Yeah. That's so cool. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> it is.
0: Yeah. Uh but the question. Okay, sorry. To get back to the question that I was gonna ask, you, did did music lead you to uh, to getting together with Carly? No, not at or, all. She no. is the
1: exact opposite of me in many, many, many ways, which uh-huh. is, I think, the attraction, maybe? Sure. I could never be with somebody like me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But For sure. Um,
0: Too much of a good thing, right? Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> That's
1: what I was thinking. <laughs> Um, her and I met because, well, I w- when I got my first, my very first radio gig in Oshawa, it was part-time and I had a, a friend who is our dearest friend, Joanne, like who is my wife's best friend. She has a, been a friend of mine since grade nine and, oh, cool. but, um, she worked at the keg in Oshawa and I was like, I got a part-time job now I, and, in uh, radio and I need, I need to make some more money. Right. And she's like, Well, why don't you serve? And I'm like, I've never been a restaurant server before. She's like, Come in, talk to these guys, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I got uh, hired on the floor as a server at the keg, which is m- more money than I'm making now, to be honest. <laughs> but during training, you got to do every station. So you got to do sure. a shift behind the bar, you got to do a shift in the kitchen, you got to be, you know, dish guy, and you got to be a host for one night. And like one mm-hmm. night, I come in and there's this blonde, like i couldn't even talk well, i can't I, even talk thinking about her and it's funny because this is so long ago but uh, i was stuck at and she was five years younger than i am so i was like 23 at the time this girl's like 17 i'm like this is trouble but yeah her and i were both in relationships at the same time too and then i think we were both kind of going through breakups at the same time and she'd wait for her parents to come and pick her up um
0: so she worked there, you mean? She worked there. Oh, okay.
1: She was the host. She was the hostess. Uh, so she trained me. And but her and I would sit at the bar and eat nachos after work, waiting for her parents to come pick her up or whatever. And then my and she was friends with my little brother too. So she knew who my little brother Dana was. And we were we went to a, a you know, a staff party one night and she made a move on me. And uh, uh yeah. 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 And I never let her go. Yeah, That's was awesome, like 15 man. years strong, man.
0: That's super cool. So she, probably so she, 14, but Wow. Yeah. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Eh? That's awesome. Man. Yeah.
0: I love that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. And to think that we got kids together, like when she was essentially a kid when I met her, you know, like, but to see how.
0: But really, at 23, you were. Too. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: I, I thought I knew everything, you know, but yeah, to, to think back now and to see that we have a family together and like there are days, you know, where I have to stop and like pull her to the side while my kid is like playing. Lego or whatever, and like, look what we did. Yeah, you know we did it, and yeah, it's it's crazy. I could I could talk about that shit all. <laughs> That's so
0: cool, yeah, man. I love it. it. Yeah. That's awesome. So so was it a surprise for her to find out that you were a musician and like this like super creative deep dude? Or
1: yeah, it's funny because she's never like that. That was never really in their fa- in their family. But I remember that her parents had heard me on the radio before. Oh, so it wasn't just like, oh, you know, she's dating some guy. They knew who I was on the radio, I right. guess, or they had heard me on the radio. So I was, like, actually a respectable young man sure who, with, who had a real gig. And, you know, and then uh, and I was a server at the restaurant that she had, you know, and, like, I, we knew. But here's, okay, here's the funny thing, okay, and then we can move on from this. Sure. Okay, so Carly and her family lived next door to one of my best friends growing up. Oh, wow. So, I saw my wife and her little sister jumping on a trampoline while we were in, like, grade nine smoking pot, and (laughs) in the backyard, there would be these two kids that were running around playing, going crazy.
0: Dude, that is wild.
1: And later on, I was the mother of my kid, you know? It's like, isn't that crazy? Like. That, and, and we're still friends with their neighbors, like because they were neighbors and yeah, they were yeah. in a, you know but my, yeah, my friend Kevin Caldwell lived next door to my wife when
0: we grew up. So that is amazing. Yeah. That is so and I don't like I don't mean to talk about myself. No. Right this enough, but, is good. But, but this should. is a crazy parallel because I met Amber uh, when I was thirteen and she was twelve and she was next to her neighbors with my cousins. And we <laughs> met jumping on fucking trampoline in the backyard man and And then how
1: long did you after did you guys get
0: together oh i was 18 and she was 17 and did you
1: guys remember that did that connection oh yeah yeah. she
0: hated me for years because i basically stole her best friend because we moved from uh uh, the reason i was so excited when you said you were out in victoria um most of my family lives in victoria no
1: way my brother still lives there now
0: that's awesome Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um and uh, she, she hated me because I stole her best friend. So we moved back from BC. Yeah. So the cousins are here. We're super novel because for years we'd been thousands of miles away. So she did not like, and I was a freak. I had long multicolored hair most yes. of the time. And I was yeah. like, I was so into like old Quote unquote old people music. Like, yeah. I was listening to
1: Zeppelin and, and ACDC stuff and that right. ki- stuff that kids your age weren't doing. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah. It, it wasn't Eminem, so it yeah. wasn't the cool thing. <laughs> yeah, Nothing yeah. against Eminem either. Like, no, right? that's, dude. you know, it, he's yeah. great. But... Oh, yeah,
1: Limp Biscuit and all that shit was yeah. like coming up at yeah, the same yeah, time. Was... Meanwhile, you're listening to things that just wasn't cool to people that it, were your age. Right. They're like, which is oh, the coolest you... thing ever. I that's know. What makes it cool. Right? right.
0: And they're like, oh, you listen to vinyl? It skips and you have to use a needle. It's just like, I don't know. Sorry, man. I One day, it. kid. Yeah. One day. <laughs> this will be cool again. Yeah, which is so funny. And I just think that's so cool that, uh, that that's an odd parallel.
1: It is. But, uh, you know, <laughs> these things, these people that we meet and how they, they come into your life. And then when you kind of take a step back and look at it, it's just like that's what makes life wonderful. Yeah. You know, those, those, those connections like... Yeah, I mean, I, I I've said it before. I'm a, such a strong believer that like some of this stuff happens for a reason, man, yeah, man. You know, and to think about that time, like when I had already met or I've seen my wife as a kid is pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, as I'm thinking of that, it's neat. Or the fact that you were like on a trampoline jumping with your, you know, your wife. Like it's like,
0: yeah, you know, which is so weird. She's upstairs weird.
1: painting your living room. I right know. Now, right?
0: <laughs> she won't let me paint. I'm terrible at it. That's uh, the
1: best gift ever because I hire people to paint. Cause my wife and I kill each other over that shit. And I, yeah, I can't paint either. What? So I get
0: it. I, I tried to help when we first started and I was, get like, out of the way, man, We're cutting in around the trim. And she's like, let me just check on your progress. She's like, why don't you go work on the drywall downstairs? Absolutely. And I was like, "Okay."
1: Yeah, she did the right thing. She did. Get so, out of the way, dude. Yeah,
0: I just came down here, did some mudding and some sanding—the shit I know how to do yeah, that yeah. I'm comfortable with—and yeah. I was like, "All right, I'm practically done." To, I feel bad though because painting is way more time-consuming. It spent. is,
1: but if you don't like—I mean, anything in life—if you're—if it's not your thing, well, yeah, give sure. it up to somebody that knows what they're doing, right? that's yeah, a le- that's a lesson as far as a happy marriage goes as well no don't kidding. pretend that you got the answers for anything
0: yeah I'll tell you man she's got a lot more answers than I do which is it's so nice though it is isn't it she's so on the ball she's the, yang- <laughs> the yin to your yang man yeah, that's man. the way it should be yeah that is that is my my rock mm-hmm. my anchor that's super cool so I didn't know you had a brother and that was
1: yeah I got three step brothers that, that are my brothers because they've been in my life for 25 years yeah, you know sure. or whatever so they're my brothers and I got a sister as well yeah so right. yeah oh, okay yeah. so
0: you got a few siblings
1: I do and they're all over the map I got one brother uh, in Victoria another in he just moved to
0: Lethbridge I think
1: and then um, and then my other brother Saul um, just moved back to Oshawa. He was out staying with my other brother out West and then, uh, he came back and then my sister lives in Bowmanville with her family and right every, actually, uh, my other brother saw, he's got a family of his own, like he's got three kids and we're all the kids have kids now. It's crazy. Man. That's we're all We're all grown up.
0: Yeah. Are they... Musicians as well? Not at all. No. My sister
1: the... used to play piano. and She used to be really good at it. But you um, had mentioned that. Really yeah. But screen. yeah, the music was. N- my brothers were into sports. Ah. Sports, okay. Yeah. My brother was. uh Both of them were lacrosse players, but my brother Saul was like the best at anything that he ever did, <laughs> as far as sports goes. Like he was always. And he's a he was a little he's a little fucker too, So he was really <laughs> quick. Right, and it always felt like he had somebody, to, something to prove. Would sure. always go try to fight the biggest guy, and, <laughs> and usually win. And, and uh, that's yeah, funny. he's yeah, I yeah, that was amazing to have a big family like that when you're a kid. Yeah. Bless my parents, how they even talk to us now when they've got three teenagers living in the house at the same time. I don't know how my parents survived. Yeah, between car accidents and house parties and. <sighs> It was a very turbulent time.
0: So, were you were you guys the party house growing up as kids?
1: Very much so. My parents would go to the corner store and we'd throw a party.
0: That's fantastic.
1: But there was like always groups like that um, that lived in the same neighborhood with all like my high school friends that were like are still really close today, even which is cool. Nice. And they all had house parties. That was the best time in the '90s to have house parties and stuff. Yeah.
0: That's sick. Yeah, it was great. Did you, did you guys have like bands at your house parties? Did you ever do that? I don't
1: think that, but there would usually be um, someone doing a session in the garage, you know, so they would always right. break out acoustic guitars and like, that's when I got to know some of the older people that are like my formative year friends because they're a little older, but they were listening to things that I was like, oh, who's this? You know, Then kind of schooling me on it and stuff. So
0: that's sick. Yeah.
1: Not necessarily bands, but we kind of tuck ourselves away and, and strum yeah. guitars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Very cool. All right. Sorry. I do feel like I want to check this uh yeah, let's, this go list. The, let's go through the list. Let's go through the list and
1: I I will give you more poignant answers as opposed to going way off track. No, okay? man,
0: I love I love these tangents. This is great. This is yeah, it's it's real. We're getting to you know? know each other. Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Like it's like I've been I've been wanting to just sit down and shoot the shit and hang out. It's a great excuse to do it. Right?
1: Let alone you're going to be, and I'm going off topic again, but you're going to be able to do this with a lot of people that... I'm so pumped to yeah. do
0: this, man. Because it's like... Wonderful. I'm, actually, through you, I've met some really cool cats, man. and it's Crazy, right? Well, like on... Um, provided all the plans keep aligned Mm -hmm. um i'm supposed to be uh chilling with Kalen on tuesday uh at the axe club what a yeah like
1: what a there you go there's another one of our bananas yeah another one of those people that have come into my life (laughs) that i just i hold in the highest regard that Kalen davidson is such he is such a beautiful creature that
0: guy yeah yeah his his uh his interview is gonna be like probably a week after yours so um i highly recommend yeah, uh, check that out, checking, everybody, checking because he out.
1: is, uh, yeah, what a story. And here's a really funny thing real quick about that guy, that we go to my midwife, and his mom ends up being one of, my, one of our midwives. So yeah. So I didn't know that. She said to me, my, my son's a musician, I said, oh, yeah, where does he place?' She said, sometimes you should go check out. Uh, she Sometimes at the Red Dog, they do an open mic. You should go check it out. Like, <laughs> Who's your son? She said, Caelan Davidson. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I got her to take a picture, flipping me off, and I sent it to Kaylin. And he's just like, quit hanging out with my mom. <laughs>
0: it's so funny. Yeah.
1: That's going to be a good episode. I can't wait to hear that.
0: I can't wait to talk to that dude, man. Because like, we started talking at the bar the other night. And I'm like, no, 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 stop, yeah. stop. I want this to be yeah. like... The first time I hear it, like yeah, when we're, honest when we're really, and yeah, and, and on the show, it's yeah, a great idea. Like I, yeah, I'm so like, I'm just excited to be doing this whole thing because, like, like you were saying, man, there's so many cool people, and I'm so glad that you're doing this with me, me too, I'm man. Having, I can't I'm wait, a blast, man. Me, me too, <laughs> and I can't wait to
1: be able to sit back and look at the, you know, the long cast of characters that you're gonna have do this and to simply get to know them. On a more because the thing I love about the podcast is that you can take you take it with you and you're yeah, like yeah. learning as you're on the go, but you're still feeling like you're making that one on one connection with somebody, you know? Yeah. I'm really excited for you, man. Oh,
0: thanks, man. I'm well, you know what, you you're you're actually an inspiration as to like me getting started on this. Um, listening to stuff like the Daily Dime and, yeah. and to knobs So yeah. speaking of that stuff, sure. How did how did Well, knobs came first, right? It did, yeah. So let's let's start there. Yeah, well, with knobs, I had a brainchild
1: that I was trying to think. I kept saying to my wife, "What if I wanted?" Because I listen to podcasts all the time, and I wanted to do one, but I was trying to think of an angle that there wasn't too many people that already had um, shows about this, I guess. And I was just like, well, what if we talk to, you know, like, because I have record label contacts or now in this day and age, even through th- social media, some of the guests that I've had on my show, I just reached out to them and they like, you know, I've got to like trade email back and forth or on Facebook with like people that I've been listening to for years. To me, that's still kind of, yeah, it's still weird, right? But I had this idea and I wanted to work on a, a project with my friend Chris Nickel, and it, it all just was like let's just talk to artists about their life and their songs and like at first it started to be a real techie thing right because i was trying to think about how i can get corporate sponsors involved so sure you know if i'm talking about your fender amp or whatever maybe fender will come on board to sponsor an episode yeah, or whatever why not? um but it kind of snowballed from there as being like gearing like talking uh talking about gear and nerding out about that but i over the evolution of the show has turned into very much this, what we're right. doing. Tell me stories about, you know, the, your evolution, about how, you know, you started in one place where you're at now. Let's talk about this song. Let's talk about this record. And I just kind of decided I wanted to get away from just the technical aspect of it. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I, it's laid dormant for a couple, for a couple months now because I, I kind of put this season to bed. Right. I had some other things that I had to clear up, some sure. other business stuff that we had to do. Um, Coming into the new year, I've got some other interviews that are lined up. And, uh, you know, the one thing about the podcast is, I'll tell you, Mm. you've got to keep at it. Yeah. You know, and the the thing that happened with the Daily Diamond as well was that I was, you know, which was the other brainchild that I had, which was just like to sit down in front of the mic and just kind of like spew out, you know, something every day. Yeah. And over time, I began to... Be a little disillusioned by it because I didn't think that I was being my honest self every time that I did it. Like, hmm. meaning there were times where I would go out into my studio to say something, and I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about today. Who the fuck would want to hear that, you know? Right. So now I'm doing them uh, once a week. I should probably change the name of the show, but it is still just a very simple, you know, talking about things. Like I had to talk about the election, or I had to, I had to talk about. Yeah. The lack of knowledge as far as the election goes.
0: I, I listened to that one. Yeah, you know. That was cool, man. Like, I mean, you were really super open about it. it who doesn't,
1: I mean, like, that's just it. Who doesn't want to be honest about everything, you know? Like, right. and if, I'm, if I come across, like, I got all the answers all the time. That's not interesting because I don't. I don't mm. have them. But. Nobody does. Really. But yeah. Well, some people sure <laughs> as hell think they do. Wow. I'm not one of them, especially when it comes to politics. Like, <laughs> no. And, and I felt like I had to do that. Right, But when it started, I was really just trying to... It was really a mental health thing for me.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I
1: was like, I got some stuff that is kind of like... It's bothering me, and maybe other people can relate to it. And the first one that I did, that was just about friends that come and go from your life. Like I had still the one that more people have listened to, even though I promised I wouldn't look at any of the numbers, but... (laughs) I did it first, and then <laughs> sure. I had people reaching out, being like, "I'm so happy that you did that because they felt kind of the same way; they were kind of on the same wavelength, right?" Yeah. And over time, I think you know I will begin to uh, get that creative spark again and to be able to do them a little bit more often. But as far as the the podcast go, between knobs and doing the thing with the Daily Diamond, they're two very different things, but yeah, but they're still very much like unscripted yeah just you know being unafraid to some people might not like this you know or some people might not even listen or get it but it it can't stop you from being who you are
0: exactly well and especially from a considerably more like personal level like the daily diamond that is like a hugely more personal thing as opposed to knobs where you're you know doing i guess kind of what we're doing. A little
1: bit, yeah. But it was, um, yeah, it was certainly wearing my heart on my sleeve. You know? Yeah, yeah. Being very uh, vulnerable, I guess, you know, yeah. to a lot of stuff, too. Well, There's I'll, nothing wrong with that.
0: I'll tell you, man, like the the Daily Diamond stuff, I might not have left any, like, comments on the thread or anything. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. But, like, dude, like, I I, I check SoundCloud, <laughs> like, every day. Cool. For it. I, wow. really, I really do. And um, I, I know you said you promised yourself not to look at the numbers, but if you were to... I, there's, a, there's a like for me on every one of them oh, that's and, wonderful thank you and uh, and uh, because they, they really do speak to me you know and it's cool like I mean thank in you. some ways I kind of feel like a creep because I'm like I'm just going to peer into this dude's soul from this window back here definitely not
1: creepy because <laughs> you know I'll be doing the exact same but, thing with you and with any of the other you know podcasts and stuff like that I listen to yeah. as far as keeping it up to date. But when I did have that kind of like an existential moment where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I had people like yourself and then some other people that I'd never met before. Right. Message me. And it was yeah. like, there is a connection here. And it wasn't yeah, like, man. Hey, everyone tell me that you love me. So I'll continue to do it. It wasn't like that. Yeah. yeah sure. But it, there was more of an involvement from people that maybe I'd never even met before that. I thought that was really, really special.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, shit, man. I mean, I, I know we know each other, but I'll tell you, there was one episode, and I can't remember which one it was specifically, but there was one where you were talking about how you were starting to exercise again, and just kind of yeah. like, and cutting back a bit on the booze and yeah. stuff, and just to better your overall health. Yeah. And I've been... I should you know, probably listen to that episode again. <laughs> as, we're we're, as we're day drinking.
1: Show up at your door with two cans of beer. Man. Ah, fuck yeah. it, man. I,
0: I got a whole fridge full yeah. of it. I mean, I, now, that being said, I hardly do ever imbibe but, right, right, right um mostly because i'm one of the only people like always driving right i'm, I'm that guy yeah, yeah yeah, which i'm totally cool with because yeah. i especially if i'm playing somewhere because i don't have that kind of um fortitude i guess to be able to drink or smoke and then get up and play yeah like, i tried I get, to, yeah you
1: and i talked about that real yeah. early on actually yeah. and it was, it was funny too because i remember thinking that like because there was a period of my life that i couldn't i wouldn't fucking go grocery shopping if they're getting high yeah or you know or even with with drinking or whatever and it was like now that i'm when you're in the bar and you see people around all the time i've I've touched on this on the show too it's just like when you're around the zombies sometimes like the 2 a.m zombies (laughs) you know yeah you don't want to look like them or be like them you know and i'm not talking about anybody and that sounds like i'm judging but i'm like there's i don't know how to say it like 2.15 2.15 on a Tuesday night, you know, or Tuesday morning, this, there are some very interesting people that come out. Absolutely. You know, uh, or while well, I'm walking home or something, you know, and it's just like mm-hmm. it got to the point where I don't want to be drunk all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know that episode you're talking about because afterwards you and I had talked about it and then you, you're killing it. You're working out all the time. Yeah. Now well, and you're like, yeah, yeah. you know, and that was, that's still something that I, that I love to do. And, um, that was just a really honest, uh, Thing for me to be able to try to like, I had to say it out loud, yeah, in order for me to try to stick to my guns and like do whatever I can, yeah. But I, I feel like a hypocrite because I, you know, I had, I've had i had several beverages in the past two I, days, yeah, but you, over even the weekend. Said, you even
0: said right in the show, you're not this, I'm not saying I'm quitting drinking, yeah, I'm and, not trying to be appreciative, and, and, and
1: once a year, I usually do that, I'll dry out for a month, yeah. you know what I mean, and um, and like I feel like I have. There's something really romantic about raking leaves and having a fire going and having a beer and listening to some music, you know, like in the, in the background or whatever. And that, that's, that's my Mm. thing as opposed to like being a drunk. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well,
0: and shit. I mean, I can't remember now, I can't remember if it was Dean or Robert DeLeo, but one of the DeLeo brothers even said, he's like, if you're going to do drugs, you know, you should try two weeks on, two weeks off just to see how your life differs.
1: See who you are with or without. Yeah, with or without, And I know... That I'm not only a better morning person, but a better dad and a better, uh, a better me when, sure. you know, when I'm not hitting it all the time. Yeah. You know? But that was something that I, 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 still feel very comfortable talking about. It's yeah. not a big yeah. deal. Yeah.
0: yeah. Same here, man. And all this is something I'll say about been, I, I guess, dry or clean or whatever yeah. you want to call it for the last, oh god, I guess six or seven years almost now. Like I mean, I I still imbibe every once in a while, but mm-hmm. it is. So so much more cost effective oh for <laughs> to sure not be getting plowed all the oh time. god my
1: wife said that too you know it was like even for the three weeks where i didn't touch a drop or whatever she's like well, we're you know we're saving a little bit of money here yeah. keep it up <laughs> yeah.
0: well uh well because I, I went on tour in the states and um i was terrified right. to, to sure shit wasn't bringing pot across the border oh yeah and i was terrified to ask anybody for it yeah when i came back because <laughs> I was gone for a while, yeah. And uh, a buddy of mine was like, "Dude, you want to smoke a bowl?" I'm like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> and I was way too greedy and ambitious, yeah. thinking that my tolerance would be the same. Yeah. And I had a full blown panic attack. Oh yeah, it's and, crazy, eh? Yeah. Like,
1: oh yeah, I know people that will do other drugs. Right. Like, hard drugs. Sure. Yeah. And, and, but they don't smoke marijuana. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a completely different wheelhouse, man. Yeah. It's a completely different thing. I, and I'm the kind of guy, too, that I don't do it in public. Yeah. Like, I'll be in the I studio can't. or whatever. Yeah. In the studio or at home, uh, you know, before dinner or something like that. Because yeah. food just tastes better when you're when sure. you a little buzz on. But, yeah, I'm the same way. I totally understand that anxiety thing can be a real, like, motherfucker. Especially when, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, Yeah.
0: God, it's like maybe like once or twice every two months or something. I will take a crumb and just yeah, (laughs) (sighs) dude.
1: That's just like anything though, like (laughs) anything in moderation, including moderation. Yeah, I mean,
0: right. But then there's sometimes like uh, there were there were fights at uh, the venue downtown uh, last month or the Mm -hmm. month before. I can't remember exactly when. Mm -hmm. I think it was. I think it was last month. I think it was
1: too. I think it was last month.
0: Yeah, I got really drunk. And I hadn't done it in such a long time, and I was just like, "Yeah!" Well, good for you, because that's awesome. when it's that's when it's
1: special. Yeah, I mean, Christmas man. would suck if it was every day, you really? know. Wouldn't but it? when you do these, you know, when you have these moments in your life that you can celebrate or that you can feel like you're not going to feel guilty about it or feel like huh. you know self-loathing about it, then there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah,
0: fucking a man. Mm-hmm. Like like anything really. Sure. I don't know what came. First did you start doing the uh the open mics in Peterborough before the podcasts or oh yeah yeah okay
1: yeah the podcast is is uh a year old right okay like the and podcast is for... just a year old but as soon as i got right. to peterborough um i had to do what's called the remote is okay. when it's like hey it's matt i'm at you know oh, um, i'm coming sure. to you live from Dawson's big hot dog company or whatever <laughs> I, don't I don't know what the f- what what a what an image right um
0: but it was Gabby's
1: right so it was like part of the Hootenanny on Hunter right okay and so i was like parked out front like with my headphones on and a microphone and like doing cut-ins on behalf of the wolf and Scott Wark, who used to be the guy that ran the show at Gabby's he and i got talking he's a sweet guy really really cool dude and i was just like have you ever done an open mic here before cuz like i'm looking for some money really is what i'm thinking but sure um, but I'm new to town and we hit it off and like, yeah, it when it's it, so the very first one I did was there in that tiny little stage at Gabby's, he ended up leaving. Right. So, uh, I didn't feel comfortable work, you know, is then corporate people were coming in to take over and it was essentially right. like the doors were locked and I didn't have five seconds to think. I was like, I got to find another gig. Right. And then lo and behold, Chris Nichol was opening up the Oxford at the time. Yep. He and I were looking for an excuse to do a project together, called them up. He's when, when do you want to start? And it's essentially the exact same story that happened. Rest in peace, the Oxford. Um, But that business just, it it just didn't happen anymore. I I have no idea what the ins and outs are of it. Sure. But second, I knew that that was a reality. I went over and Mike Stone and I at the Red Dog are good friends. I was just like, you do an open mic here? He's like, man, we haven't done an open mic like three, four years. And I was like. You want to bring it back, and he's like, "What's going on?" I told him the whole story. When do you want to start? So I was like, "Well, no, typically I've done them on a Wednesday. Um, let's let's do it on a Tuesday. Let's yeah. let's do it on a Tuesday because I'm sure that you got nothing going on on a Tuesday." And I um, I used to do one in Oshawa. We used to call it "See You Next Tuesday."
0: Ha, ha, and uh, so I
1: wanted to bring awesome. the name back and. <clears throat> And the Red Dog itself is like the Horseshoe Tavern of Peterborough. You know, it's yeah. like that. It's been there since the dawn of time. I remember yeah. being like 17, being in Peterborough from out of town drinking at the Red Dog. There's a blues band playing. My neighbor, my mom's neighbor, because she used to live in Roseneath, was like my dad's age, but he was like, let's go, let's, you know, me and you tonight, we're going out for a night on the town type of thing. But it's such an institution, the Red Dog. And I'm yeah. so. It's, I'm so honored to be a part of that thing there, not, to not only have people play that stage for the first time, but to work with a guy like Dave McQuarrie, Yeah. um, who's a legend. Mike Stone is the, is the sweetheart of the industry. I love that guy so much. And, um, and I love that room and the people that come out. It's yeah, it's, it's really special.
0: You're a killer host, man. Like I've seen, uh, uh, fucking, I've seen some shit show open mics. Like yeah. not to say necessarily at the dog, right? But just in my sure. time and travels to open mics, I've seen some fucking rough ones, and I've seen some decent and good ones. But what like, makes
1: a rough one? Cause I I can't. I've only known oh, the ones that I've been a part of, really. Man, uh-huh.
0: like where you, it can go a couple of different ways. Either you're not part of the inner circle, so you never fucking play. Oh, okay. Which is uncool. Wow. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, those those are legit. Or not. What, like, like wow. they happen. Yeah. Um. And then there are other ones where it's just nobody is in charge, and it's just a clusterfuck.
1: And no one and knows the like who, who's playing or who's doing what. Yeah. And, and
0: right. like, and you know, like, and there's there's you know there's something to be said for open jams where like anybody can jump on stage when anybody else is playing. Sure. But at the same time, I like the etiquette of invitation. Yeah, me too. You know, I think that's a. I think that's a smarter, ah, maybe that's not the right word, but I think it's a, a safe, maybe a safer route th- to make to make yeah. sure that everybody's going to be happy. Yeah, I mean, you know? well, here's
1: the thing: the number one lesson that I've had to learn in life is that no, he, someone's always going to be unhappy. Sure, and, and I've had those moments even at the Red Dog. You know, like mm, I always feel bad when when if somebody can't play. Sure, you know? be, and to be perfectly honest. I've played at two a.m. to an empty room before. It's gonna happen. Yeah, you know? of course. And the toughest is when friends walk in and they're like, "Can I get on the list?" And I'm like, "Dude, like I got like eighteen people on this list right now." Yeah, yeah. I'll try to squeeze you in or whatever. But i have always a firm believer that if anyone wants to, you know, PM me on Facebook, you know, the, sure. and sign up, uh, I'll do that for them too. But I know what you're talking about. In fact, I don't even. Last week was the first time I played, and I don't. It's been a long time. Yeah. And normally. It's customary for the host to start off the night, yeah this thing has turned into such a monster
0: yeah. that
1: I don't even play because i I just feel like I'm eating up somebody else's slot
0: oh. well, I think that's really gracious of you though, really like, yeah,
1: like I mean and I've been to other ones where it's like, well, this guy get off the fucking stage
0: like, right it's the host that's been up there there's I'm not going to say where who was, but there was an open mic that I remember quite vividly where the uh, the host made it so that his group played till midnight and then the open really? stage began unless and that's
1: a, pre-arranged or something or they're that good that they have such a huge demand for them but i don't uh, open mic's not about you it's no, about everybody right as a community. that's right. right it's
0: about opening the floor to people to you know that are trying yeah. to get out there for the first time or people trying out new material that don't necessarily want to do it like on a like Maybe you wrote that song, yeah, or, or you
1: or you wrote that song, and you're like, I'm gonna, like, I mean, Dylan Ireland came out a couple weeks ago when he just got back from tour, and he was like, I got a new song, I want to go, come on, play, it played one song, and then like left. Yeah, I, like, I want to test this out, and, yeah.
0: and you know, just get some audience feedback. I love that. If it bombs, I'll I'll either you know do some serious revision, or am I might just scrap or just, it? Just yeah, or, kibosh it. But yeah, or or if it goes over gangbusters, you're like fuck yeah, it's I got part of the, the staple in the- of my set now. Yeah. You know.
1: but uh, the thing is, is that that point. And this, that I'm still, every week, I meet, I meet somebody new every week.
0: That's Without so fail,
1: cool. any single time that I have done an open mic, yeah. I have met at least one new person, whether it's a spectator or somebody that walks in or someone that's showing up with their guitar. And this dude, even last week, his name is Evan, and he sat the entire night. And he waited for his last... I'm like, you got the last spot of the night. I understand if you don't want to take it. Mm. And sat there by himself and then went up at like 2 o'clock in the morning and there was maybe five people in the room and he slayed it it was amazing but he didn't think that he was too good or anything you know i had i had another guy last week who i thought, had yeah. you know he's like you know where am i on the list And i showed him he goes well i'm just gonna leave then and i'm like well fuck see ya you know yeah. what am, what am i gonna do
0: yeah sorry man sorry man get here early you know yeah. or message
1: me I mean, you yeah. know no big deal but mm. that's that thing you can't please everybody but there you got to be a you got to play ball.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Well, and and you're so above board with everything like that too. And I th- at least you got to be honest about it. Well, that's yeah, all. yeah. You can't you can't bullshit people.
1: Listen, there's always going to be favors. Well, know? there's nothing wrong with a favor here. Or yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But I love when I get people that are like, man, I got, I got an early morning tomorrow. I, I have to be up at, t- or you know, an appointment at 10 a.m. tomorrow, and I'm like, motherfucker, I got a two year old at home. <laughs> you know. What are you talking about? I'm going to be here until 3 a.m. You yeah. know, like, no. Suck like, it up. Or no. people will be like, you know, anyone else on an open mic will know this story. Like, where someone will be like, hey, do you think that I could switch with so-and-so? Or that I can do I'm like, that's fine. Just go talk to them. Yeah. I don't care what you do. But, like, you got here at a time. This is why your name is on the list at this spot. Right. And and there's still, every time that I do it, I always feel like somebody's not happy. But <clears throat> over the years and in my, my old wisdom. Yeah. That's that lesson. It's like, you know, I always... My, my favorite line is like, you know, fuck them if they can't take a joke. Yeah. Nothing I can do about it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry you're upset right now. But yeah. there's a long list of people that aren't. Yeah,
0: so yeah. I'll well, focus on that. I, at least I've noticed with, with your open mic, the majority is is having a good time.
1: Yeah, and, like, we've all got to know each other through well, the, it. Yeah, right? Like, you and I know each other from that. Like, yeah. you know, your bandmates, Like like... So many of the people that I consider my nearest and dearest friends were strangers that were like, can I get on the list? Dude, you. Yeah. You know.
0: Can I borrow your guitar? Your band. Yeah. And that's (laughs) another thing too.
1: Is like, I've never, here's the thing. I've never seen so many and I, and I'm totally fine with it. But where I come from, people go to an open mic. You you bring your guitar. Yeah. And so finally I was like, I got to buy a guitar just so. I can have one because I don't want people I will never be that guy well you can't play my guitar I would never do that that's ridiculous to me I understand listen if it's your $2,000 Larave or whatever if it's like don't bring that guitar out right bring your beach beater that's just it or go buy a uh, you know go buy a hacker and like you know but I bought a a fairly decent guitar but it's got great overall range as far as the lows and the highs it sounds good on any system and it's like there for the taking yeah anybody can play it like, what am I going to turn you away? You know, what am I going to do turn you away because you didn't bring a guitar? Therefore, I might, like... I've had open mic nights before, not in Peterborough, you know, thank heavens, but where I've had to play, like, an hour and a half because there's nobody that came out. That's a long... And then at the night, at the end stuff. of the night, you're, like, still, like, okay, can I get my pay? And then, like, well, you didn't really bring a lot of people out. Like, well, what do you think I am, man? You know, mm. like... But this one, you know, the anxiety <laughs> has dissipated. Yeah. To, you know, it's almost a non-existent level because every time that I go, there is like a beautiful room full of supportive, wonderfully talented people. Yeah. And I said this before, there's no me without you. I cannot do it without the people.
0: Yeah. Something else that I love about your open mic too is that it's not just musicians. You get poets, you get comedians, yeah. you yeah. get, yeah, the, you get some cool. The comedians
1: and I, the comedians don't like me very much. I've had uh, falling out with a couple of the comedians. Um, it's funny. I just was interviewed last week about uh, that. I touched on this too. So I'm certainly not making any friends with the comedians, <laughs> but, but the thing was is that they wanted just as much time. They wanted, like I got into it with a couple of them because I told them like, you can do a five minute set if you want. And they were like, well, you don't tell that to the musicians, but I'm like, here's the thing if you're awful yeah or if you're being super offen like what if 99 percent of the room came out to listen to music what if they don't like you know comedy yeah or if you're just bad because yes music is subjective but being a stand-up comedian is a fine line between what you think is funny and what's really fucking funny in my opinion
0: yeah
1: um but i've had other people that go up and do pedophile jokes that do you know just super tasteless stuff so this one i got into it with this one guy and i was just like listen man like this is a musician's open stage but like if you're not happy with the fact that i'm only giving you five minutes why don't you take this opportunity to show me how funny you are and the next time you come out you can do whatever you want Mm. but i think that the scenario is that you're upset with me for doing that. Well, next time you do a comedian open stage, I'm going to come up and I'm going to do three Bob Dylan songs for your com- for your comedy crowd yeah. and tell me how it's received. Yeah. So thank you for saying that, but I'll give anybody an opportunity to get up there. I do. I have friends that are beat poets. I have friends that mm. are magicians. You know? That's cool. Like, I've had magicians came out to, the, to Gabby's when I did it that were blowing people away. It was amazing.
0: Mm. Or...
1: Spoken word, um, political rants, you know, right. as long as as you're not up there doing, calling anybody out or doing any harm, you know, I'm always trying to spread yeah. positivity anyway, but I'll let anybody yeah. do anything once. But the long and short of it is it's still my house because I have to get paid at the end of the night. Sure. And yeah. if people are walking out because there's an awful comedian on the stage or somebody that's doing something that's completely offensive. Yeah. Yeah whether and there's been even musicians believe it or not or go up that yeah, yeah. some people are like what is happening right now i yeah. have to be mindful of it i'll give anybody an opportunity to go up there yeah and stand on that stage and do whatever they want mm-hmm. but if you want to come back and do it again you know there's gonna there gotta be some guidelines and i'm always trying yeah. to be, keep people happy but that's what we we're talking about before some people are not going to be happy. well yeah
0: but i mean you also like you were saying you, like the guideline thing there has to be some modicum of professionalism otherwise the whole thing is just going to be yeah. fucking anarchy
1: some nights are easier than others well sure
0: but i mean but that's... at the end of
1: the night you're still supporting everybody's cause yeah. and what they're doing and uh yeah i mean i will always be friendly and respectful until you give me yeah. a reason not to be
0: right. and i think you're really good at that and you get Thank you. you know you get people to i think you make people feel really comfortable When they're getting up to play. That is the, if
1: I could get paid to do that, (laughs) like on a professional level, which in some facet of my career, I guess I do because I'm still spending time with you all day while I'm there, like on the radio or while I'm in the, whether I'm in the room, but that is, it's selfish, that thing, because I get off on making other people happy.
0: Well, fuck man. Then, you know,
1: I love that feeling. Like as cheesy as it sounds, I would rather give a gift than get one. And the fact is, is that everybody that's in that room, that's what exactly what they're doing. They're giving something to me that not only in turn allows me to pay my mortgage, but spiritually, you know, those points make me feel like the richest man ever. You know, when I get hugs at the back of the bar from people that I think are just, you know, the most wonderful, talented people ever, you know, that is, that's the gift, man.
0: Oh, that's that's awesome, man. I I I'm super happy for you, then, because like you are the most huggable motherfucker I've ever met, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hugger, man. Yeah, uh, no, it's great. Me too, yeah. man. I I like that. I, you know it's um there's something cool about that tactile connection. You I love know? it. I it's love it, and it's so real stuff.
1: and real really genuine. Uh, complete strangers get that from me yeah. if we have that connection, you know. And it's yeah. just yeah, it's the
0: best feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. And it's uh. It's been a, it's been a. Is there anything that I haven't touched on that you, man, like from to the listener standpoint, people are probably just. I hope I haven't bored anybody with uh, any of these stories. You know, I, I can't imagine people will be bored because you are an interesting cat. Yeah, yeah, we have covered a lot of stuff, but we you, could keep going for hours. I'm and sure I could we re- could, you know,
1: reveal but, uh, far crazier things. But you know, do you have
0: any like really ridiculous, crazy stories you want to share?
1: <laughs> man. You know, I, I am still growing every day, you know, and as far, I, I might not have a really, like, a turbulent, crazy story. I've had some really, really wonderful things happen to me in my life that have put me on the path where I am right now, and although some of those stories might not be... As exciting as the ones where I went skydiving on my thirtieth birthday. Oh shit! Really? You know, yeah. That's awesome. You know, or the stories of you know crashing cars and doing other you know silly things like like that. Never, never went to jail. But, um, to be perfectly honest, the best stories are still happening, and they're, oh. yeah, they are, That's and they're, deep, un- man. and they're unfolding even right now. You know, I mean, I've never been as happy as I am in my life right now. And I've said that before because I continuously get happier and life is continuously getting better for me. And you really do get what you give. You manifest these things in your life. And I wish that I could say, Oh dude, the craziest story about the time, you know, I do have some of those stories too about meeting people that I hold in very high regard, um, at chance opportunities. Sure. Sure. You know, but you've
0: talked to some pretty cool dudes of your own making, though. Like, absolutely. To, oh yeah. To put like, yourself in those positions. Yeah, I've
1: I've met some of my very favorite artists, and yeah. I've yeah, like people that I really, really hold in high regard. But that being said, any of those stories, um they just don't hold a candle to to being a dad or to being right. part of a wonderful community like this having the appreciation reciprocated on a on a daily basis and to meet people that continuously inspire me that is that's the real story that, those are the stories and that is what is happening every single day to me okay. and until i decided that i had to change my life and get out of where i was and had to come and be a part of something new mm-hmm. i i was a very different person even three years ago wow. very different person
0: well, I'm 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 glad I get to know you now. Me too, because um, this
1: is a really good time in my life. You're meeting, you're meeting, the realist me, you know, and the happiest person that I could possibly offer. And, that's awesome. Yeah,
0: and I'll, I'll tell you, man. Like just when you said you, you know, you had to make that decision to to make a change. That's such a cool thing because I'm I'm very much a believer of you know you got to take hold of your no situation. Gonna, Nobody, yeah. No one's
1: gonna do it for you.
0: Exactly exactly
1: chance wonderful things might happen by chance yes. or by luck sure. i'm not going sure. to say that there are connections that you can make and that by through no means other than you know right time right people right timing you know, all that kind of you yeah. know, right time right place but i will say this that you have to be the change you know oh yeah and my favorite one of my favorite um authors and motivational speakers uh, he he passed away last year his name is wayne dyer and he said When you change the way you look at things the things you look at change and life can be you know isis donald trump taxes poverty evil corruption all of these things that are going to happen whether or not you decide to allow them to consume you every day or not right or you can say these things are happening i'm educated about them but i decide to have love and to have compassion and positivity in my life all the time. And until I made that conscious decision to live my life that way, things were really dark for a long time, but I knew for a fact that I had to, I, like there was no magic phone call that was going to happen, you sure. know. It yeah. wasn't, "Hey, I'm going to change your life today or you can continue to play the lotto all you want. There are yeah. still millionaires that are miserable fuckers." And yeah. I am I, I live a very modest life uh, as far as finances go, but I'm the richest dude ever, man. Right. Like, yeah, but you have to make that change on your own. There's Fuck no, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no ifs, ands or buts about it.
0: Not to, not to be cheesy, but starting with the man in the mirror, yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Like for real though, like I'll, I love that tune and I love the message from Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like, Cause it, I get that darkness thing. I really do. I mean, that's probably a story for another time. Cause sure. that's that that's long, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a good
1: week that we can end on a, a high happy uh, note. Yeah, man. Like, that's cause... the way that I'm, uh, that's the way that I leave the room every time as well. Yeah. This shouldn't be any different, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, I, I appreciate it, man. Cause like every time I talk to you, I got a big dumb smile on my face. Thank uh, you, I mean, I got a big dumb face, so the smile just happens <laughs> to sit nicely with it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I really appreciate, uh, I appreciate you coming out to talk to me. I appreciate everything you've, been doing to help me and just appreciate we're just getting
1: started man fuck yeah brother yeah we're just getting started i'm really honored and uh privileged to have been here and i the the future's bright
0: this is gonna be wonderful uh, i'm i'm super pumped and i'm i'm uh, i'm very grateful to have you as a friend i i know we haven't really known each other that long but doesn't matter I, yeah man it's fast doesn't i matter. dig it uh, yeah no i know when when I it's real it. it's real
1: dude i agree yeah. and uh yeah i thank you for saying that That means the world oh,
0: thanks man well Uh, thanks for listening Uh, this is 646 and I think we're going to call it for today have a good one thank you very much and now to play us out the champion heartache things I left behind
2: gone i'm no longer on your list no one ever told me that